The blast from our past network. This week on Talking Back. Hey, Predators. Maybe Earth isn't the best stop for y'all. Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me is co-host, Dean. Dean, hello. Dean, hello. Hello. Tim, hello. Tim, hello. Hello. Hello to you, sir. Welcome. Thank you. I feel very welcomed. Welcome to this excellent episode of Talking Back. This. Is that too premature to say? Because no. we're just starting it. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be excellent. I think I can tell it's going to be excellent. Yeah, see, we got the same vibe right now. Yeah, I have a feeling it's gonna it's gonna borderline on to the max. Yes. Oh, you know what? I have that in my notes. There is a to the max. Oh, excellent. It's in here somewhere. Oh man, this is gonna be a great episode because we love movies so much. And this type of movie is one of my most favorite. The 90s action movie. Yes, Tim. This is is what we are about, dude. Tim, this is great. I'm so glad we're talking about one of these movies because if you look in our uh, back catalog recently, I think a lot of the movies we've talked about are very like smart movies and you know you can think about them and pull a lot of stuff out of them this is just a fucking action movie man and i love this movie i love 90s action movies oh really you didn't get the theme of this one sounds like i did not get the theme man uh, this uh-oh. is this is not uh-oh. one of the thinkers for no, me. No, i'm just kidding i'm just kidding of course there's no theme <laughs> it's predator 2 man predator 2 yeah the theme is the theme he's is a fucking alien yeah he is he is he is a fucking alien um yeah okay so oh go ahead you're about to take a sip of your drink go ahead okay i'll I'll keep i'll keep talking so you can have that sip i wasn't sure if you were gonna ask me a question or not i was thinking about it but then i saw you've got more important things to do right now so you go ahead and do that and i'll entertain the listeners by telling them this movie was released in 1990 with a budget of 35 million dollars but it only earns 57 worldwide so not actually all that great yeah i don't I don't really get it. I don't get it. But No, you know who doesn't like this movie, Tim? Who? The critics. Oh, no. The critics don't like it. Oh, Dean. And, by the way, yes. do you know who are generally assholes with their heads up their butts? <laughs> this, those same critics. Okay, okay. So. They, don't, they, don't, they don't appreciate this type of movie. No, they're, they're trying to be all smart about it. Of course it doesn't make sense. Of course it doesn't make sense. They don't like to have fun. That's not part of the job description. That's true. It's probably not. It's like, oh, this movie's fun. Okay, well, it's automatically going from four down to three, and then we'll take it from there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Assholes. Tim, Tim, take it easy. I am. You can't go. You can't go around having a podcast calling people assholes. Dean, I am taking it easy. Oh, okay. Oh, fair. Okay, fair. That All is right. not to the max. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to the min <laughs> i'm so excited to talk about this movie it's gonna be so i know i'm pumped fun. man man i wish i was one of our listeners right now who's just tuning into this episode and doesn't know what's in store for them and is yeah. like like you you listeners got about you know hour and uh let's say roughly 20 to 25 minutes of just fun content coming your way 
Yeah. It's a it's 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 approved. It's a talking back approved material coming at you right now. Yeah, you got a little like, like a little stamp noise. You should put that in right now. Just There, I just did it. Okay. Okay. This movie, Dean, was directed by Stephen Hopkins. Oh, Tim. Yes. I know a little bit something about Stephen Hopkins. Oh, do you share it? What do you know? I know one thing. Okay. I know that he directed Lost in Space. Yes, he did. And this movie is very important to me. Oh? You might not know this. No, I don't know this. But it's it's a it's a garbage movie. It's no good yeah, at all. I didn't all. really like it too much. No. But this movie is the first time me as a 12-year-old was asked to go to the movies alone with my 20-year-old brother who is you. Oh, really? You took me you took me to this movie and it was the first time you and I went to a movie together and I fell in love with sci-fi because of that moment. I Get that out. movie could have done no wrong in my mind. It was like my favorite movie when I came to the theaters just because we saw it together and I felt so cool. I felt so cool that my big brother wanted to take me to a movie. I loved it even though it's a crappy movie. You're making that up. I'm not making that up. I don't we went rem- to Grant Park. I don't remember that. I believe you, though. I be- I remember seeing that movie in the theater. Here's my problem. I often don't remember who I go to movies with. That's fair. That's fair, Tim. I remember, other than the times that we've talked about movies we've gone to, I only really have one vivid memory of going to a movie with a person, and it was with my friend, Joe, and I only remember it because it was Event Horizon. Oh, yeah. And we embraced at the beginning of the movie because we were so terrified we were like nice. we we're like holding each other out of fear that's and amazing we were just like i'm scared and he's like i'm scared too and we just hugged for a moment out of fear yeah that movie's fucked man um that's why i remember that otherwise we didn't embrace we didn't embrace in lost in space no. <laughs> you're probably sitting there and you're like what is this fucking movie <laughs> I, I get, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah. I guess I just get so into movies or something that I just forget who I'm even with. But yeah, yeah. I, I do know you and I have seen a lot of movies because you keep telling yeah, me since about them. That, that kicked it off. And then since then, we've seen a lot together. That's amazing. That's so good. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I love that story. Um, I, yeah, I know this guy for a different movie, but he he's done a handful of movies. The one I know him most for is Judgment Night which was a huge favorite of mine when I was a teen. Uh, I still have the VHS for this. I I cannot tell you how many times I've watched this movie. Um, Like I would say 60 times would not really be pushing it. I just, I watched the crap out of this movie. It's so much fun. And don't be surprised if it shows up on Talking Back. Well, I was just going to say, I've never seen it. So we got to throw it on the list. Okay. Well, it's on there. Um, We'll throw it on the list. list. Great. Now, the music, this is one of our dudes. This is our dude. Yeah, one of our dudes. It's Alan Silvestri, right? This this guy's basically an audio superhero, if we had to yeah. categorize him, right? Oh, totally. He, he did the uh, original Predator score and so many other amazing movies. Yep. Now, we've talked about him a few times before on other episodes and Dean, I don't want to be a broken record. So I thought this time we'd talk about some of his movies that actually weren't good at all. Oh, perfect, Tim. What a great thing to talk about. So here's some of the movies. Now, okay, uh, caveat with, I I imagine the soundtrack on these movies is probably incredible. Oh, yeah. But the movies themselves are sheer garbage. and utter garbage. 
Yeah, yeah. Cool. We're going to come out swinging with Mac and me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, stop or my mom will shoot. Okay, nice. Do you remember that? Uh, I don't remember that. Sylvester Stallone and I think uh, maybe Estelle Getty or something like that. Like some old, they're like a police team duo. Oh, it's it's coming back to me. It's coming back to me. Uh, Super Mario Brothers. Oh my goodness, that movie. That movie is fucking insane. Richie Rich. Oh hey hey, no shade to Richie Rich. I knew I knew this was going to be one that you listen <laughs> that you watched. I, I was almost that's I, one I've watched. I almost wrote it in here. I'm like, this is probably on Dean's list of like movies he loved because this is probably one of the only movies Dad let you watch. So yeah, the, uh, funny enough, this is uh, the only movie that when we visited our cousins, that Lisa, our sister, would watch. So we watched this so many times one summer just so many times okay that does not mean it's a good movie just to clarify just watching it over and over again doesn't make it good uh, uh m- moving on i disagree i disagree volcano okay so okay. volcano dante's peak is better uh well they're both terrible and uh, <laughs> then finally uh, a couple of gi joe movies so oh yeah okay uh he's he's been a part of some poo poo movies but yeah those are a bunch of pieces of shit aside from richie rich which is a masterpiece but I just pulled like, what is that? Six, six or seven yeah. movies out of his list, and it was hard to pull like that many. Yeah. Like his list is huge, and it was actually hard to find ones that weren't actually good. So you guys are here. Yeah, he's great. He's a hero. Now, Dean. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't come as much of a surprise that the incredibly successful movie Predator would receive a sequel. Right? No surprise. No surprise at all. Now, once again, the Thomas brothers, who wrote the script for the original Predator, have been approached to write the script for Predator 2. I'm going to guess they didn't do this one. They did it, yes. Really? Yeah, yeah, they did. They were ready. Oh, awesome. They were ready and waiting for uh, for it. They knew it was Amazing. coming. Amazing. So they had six different ideas ready to go. Okay, cool. Now and they put them all into this movie. <laughs> no, no, no. Of course <laughs> okay, not. Okay. Of course not. It could have been far worse. They considered the predator showing up in the Wild West. <laughs> they get it right there. Just knowing that that was an idea, they fucking get it. They know what to do with the predator. Yeah, totally. Oh yeah, that screams knowledge of the predator right there. Yeah, uh, just he can show up anywhere, man. They they conceived of him showing up on another planet. Yeah, cool. which I love. We actually talked about that before. How that would be an awesome yeah. idea for a movie, just in a a silent movie with Predator on another alien planet or something. Yep. They conceived of a Predator versus Alien movie. Ah, did they? Now they they did they didn't come up with that idea. Like it was already in the comics, but they conceived right. of like turning it into a movie. Okay. They had um, even thought about the Predator beating up the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I mean, that's, that is definitely the worst idea they have. That would have been something else. That is the worst idea they have. <laughs> but the idea that stuck was the idea of a predator in an urban jungle. Yeah. So that's what we, that's what we get here. Now, the Thomas brothers, they finished the first draft of the script in three weeks, which is fast. Dean, if you don't know about script writing, that's fast. I don't. I do not know about script writing. I've never done it. That's fast. Oh, okay. They said the first Predator was all about the like the mythos of the creature, right? Yeah. But since yeah. they already had that established, what they were looking more at in their writing 
was the technical requirements and like what scenes could they actually pull off in the movie and what wouldn't be too difficult. So they almost wrote the script around like what's achievable in the movie. So, oh, interesting. Okay. Interesting way of doing it. Hey, yeah. I thought you were going to say like the technical requirements of the predator, which are like some of my favorite scenes when you get really into like the stuff he does. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, okay. Technical it was more about like of what they could shoot. More like, yeah, what wouldn't wouldn't be too yeah. hard to pull off. Like they wanted everything in their script to be in the movie. So, cool. Now again, they decide that they want this creature to be the central character of the movie, which I think yeah. is is perfect. It's a great idea. Of course, he's he's a he's a nice dude. He is. Yeah, he's uh, he's just misunderstood. Now this yeah. predator is written as a younger and far more reckless predator. Cool. He is. He is reckless. Yeah, he's a bit reckless. Now, what they were able to write into this sequel that they didn't have time for in the original movie are things like the Predator actually having visited Earth like hundreds of years before uh, that initial jungle visit, um, that the Predator actually has a specific agenda. It's not just like some monster who crashed on the planet and is like raging. Yeah um and just Just killing anything in his path or whatever yeah yeah and just just basically like that they're not mindless monsters so Mm -hmm. yeah so they kind of like wanted to focus on getting that stuff into the movie i got that stuff tim i got Mm. it i felt it's in there they nailed it yeah now dean this was the very first film to receive the newly instituted nc-17 rating in the u.s really yes it was recut over 20 times to get it down to an R rating. Interesting. So before this, there was like that X rating. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, correct. Okay. There's... And then they came up with the NC-17 and this is the first to get it. And then yeah. they added it down to R. Okay, cool. Right. So NC-17 means that nobody under the age of 17 could see this movie. Rest- right. Restricted means you could see it with an adult. If you were under, right. eight, I guess if you were under eighteen or seventeen or whatever, you could uh, you could go to it accompanied by an adult. But right, but uh, NC seventeen, no way no, can you go unless you're no over. Way. Okay. Now I would love to see the original cut of this movie. Of course. Before before it got cut twenty other times, Dean. I'm wondering if we can start like a um uh, release the Snyder cut movement to get more Ooh. more of the original cuts of these like graphic 1990s movies released like yes. we've talked about robocop total recall and then predator predator 2 here like how many times they got cut down from their original cut like i want to see true so bad so bad yeah and it and it's very interesting that you paired those two with this predator 2 because i get a real verhoven vibe from this movie with the intense violence yeah the violence is excellent now Arnold Schwarzenegger would not reprise his role as Dutch in this movie. And the reason it's not really 100% known why, but some of the things that I read were they were offering him a low salary. Like the money wasn't good enough. Uh, I heard he didn't like the director. And I also heard that he didn't like the script. So those are all possibilities. Now, instead of him, we get Danny Glover playing Mike Harrigan. Yeah. We have The Predator, again, being played by Kevin Peter Hall. Cool. Great job. Yeah. We have Ruben Blades playing Danny Blades. That's easy. Yeah. We've got Maria Conchita Alonso playing Leona Cantrell. 
Bill Paxton as Jerry Lambert and Gary Busey as Peter Keys. Yeah. Um, what I had heard was that if Arnie was going to be in the movie, his role was going to be the role of Gary Busey as, as Peter okay. Keys. He was going to be that character. Okay. That way it makes way more sense Yeah, um, because he would be like the professional who knows everything about this creature coming in and, you know, trying to take over the investigation. That makes way more sense than Danny Glover's character. Yeah. He's going to be the knowledge, the knowledge keeper. Yeah. Okay. Let's start the movie, Dean. The movie starts. And they do a quick misdirection right off the bat. Yeah, and I, that's great. I really like it. Yeah, they're showing what looks like a jungle. Yeah. But it's not the jungle. It just, it opens up to, like, right away it opens up to L.A., baby. Yeah. 1997 it's, it's, L.A. The jungle, the, the concrete the, jungle. The city, the concrete jungle. I love yeah. it. Love it. It finally, I didn't actually understand the meaning of the movie Jungle to Jungle with Tim Allen until I saw this opening. I don't oh. know if you've seen the movie. It's another horrible one. No, I don't. I tend to not watch the horrible ones. Okay, don't don't worry about it then. Um, that's that's a little Easter egg for anyone who's seen the horrible movie Jungle the Jungle. Okay. Now we immediately see the predator vision, and of course we know what it is, right? We've yeah, seen... and we hear like a guy over the radio saying it's like 109 degrees there. Right. I'm like, cool. It's super hot. It's super hot, and we know that the predator loves to come in the hottest years, right? So that makes sense. Sure. That's sure. Yeah. Oh well, they said that in the original. They said it's uh, oh because it was so it was so hot in the jungle that time, and it, yeah, that that's like um, something that they've dropped a few times is that in the hottest years, okay, the, the predator. Oh, I think that was a um, like an old like uh, tale that the that female character in the first one said that there's a there's ah. this rumor of like on the in the hottest summers this monster would come down or something like that. Okay. So they love the heat is basically what's going on. So that's why they made that comment. Cool, and that that maybe that's why I love Predator movies because I love a real sweaty movie. I love a movie yeah. where there's like let everybody sweat. Totally, I love a good sweaty movie. I really like it. Yeah. Now we see gangs and police are fighting, and so does the Predator. He's watching. Tim, there's war in the streets. <laughs> you sound like a news reporter. There is war in the streets right now. Okay, Dean, I gotta say, I love. In movies, when people push their guns forward while shooting to speed the bullets up even faster than they're going. and then, <laughs> It's well, crucial, Tim. It's a crucial technique. One of these Colombian gang members was doing that. He's pushing his Uzis back and forth, <laughs> yeah. forward and back, forward and back. I love that. Now, the, How do you think they get the edge? That's how they get the edge. That's man. right. That's why they're unstoppable. Dean, listen. Yeah. The guy doing it, his name is Henry Kingy. This dude, he has credits as a stuntman. In over 200 movies spanning the past 50 years. Oh my goodness, the that's dude's amazing. dude's a legend. That's amazing. I recognized him from some stuff. I didn't really know what, but I just wanted to see what he what he's done. The dude's yeah. a stuntman in everything. You should check out this guy's, rep, like his repertoire. It's, it's insane. And this is what's great about 90s action movies. These stunt guys are off the hook. These stunts are so great. Guys flying through the air. Just for the shot, just for the shot of him flying and rolling over a car. It looks awesome. I really appreciate these types of action movies for these guys. I mean, these are probably all the same guys that are flying through the air in like Die Hard. You know, like it's mm -hmm. just, yep. it's the same guys doing the same stunts and it looks awesome. Yep. So the movie has established that there's a major gang presence that clearly doesn't care about the police. 
it's like, a, like you said, it's a war zone in the streets. Um, we're looking at the Colombians fighting the cops, but the cops make a comment about how across town at the exact same time, they're fighting the Jamaicans and they're getting their asses kicked. And right. The, the, the Jamaicans shot down one of the police choppers. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's what I was going to say, Dean. That is to the max. When you're, uh, I mean, a, when you're a gang and you shoot down a police chopper, that's to the max. You are not wrong, Tim. That is huge. That's a big day. That is a big day. Yeah. <laughs> so we meet uh, Danny Glover's character, Harrigan, here. And uh, he is a badass. The dude's He's like... He's a fucking badass, man. Yeah. He rolls right up to the front line in his car and just starts taking care of business. And yeah, uh, yeah the, the Predator is still just chilling, watching, watching all the action. Yeah. You know, the most badass movie makes is when he sneaks up on five gang members and he's like, hey, you guys. And they all turn around and then he shoots them. He doesn't shoot them in the back. He's like, hey, I'm right behind you. And then he shoots them. Gives them a chance. Gives them a fighting chance and takes them all out. Yeah. So very, very good action right out of the gate. Um, And very different than the first movie. Right. So they obviously chose to go a different route with this one and not focus so much on character building the way yeah. that they did in the first one and this, yeah this movie is nothing like the first one like we we said we watched that first one and thought it was a cool action movie we sat down and we were able to hash out that it's like it might be kind of smart too right um this one is yeah this one's just boom action 90s let's make an action movie yeah and i'm fine with it like don't try to remake totally that original you're not going to do it it's like the same way that the original jaws um they needed to do something different with the sequel right like you can't have an iconic movie and then just try to remake it uh it's yeah. not going to work so i appreciate totally. them going a different route and yes it's a bit different they you know obviously couldn't make it quite as good but i love this movie i i, I love it too it, in my mind it's like what do you do with the second one well you know what you pluck the predator and you throw him in lethal weapon like you just throw him in some sort of cop movie yeah well, it's perfect we forgot to bring up a very important point though is that while I was raised on this movie, you only saw this for the first time this past week, right? Yes, I I only saw it for the first time this past week. The thing is, when I was young, so, you know, it's been mentioned on the podcast, dad didn't let me watch too many, too many of these types of movies. So I had to search them out on my own. And I was also a little afraid of things. So I stayed away from Alien. I stayed away from Predator. I stayed away from Terminator even. I stayed away from the stuff that I thought would scare me, but I loved action movies. I loved 80s and 90s action movies. So I stuck with things like Die Hard, where people are just getting shot, where there's no monster to scare me. So I actually never saw this. I, I've never visited this movie until this week. Right. So that's that's the same dynamic as the Predator episode we yeah. did you hadn't seen it and again i'm really looking forward to like kind of hearing your view um, on seeing this for the first time because i forget uh what all these yeah. scenes did for me the first time uh i just know that you know it was exciting and i loved it and it was you know much more murderous and violent than i should have been watching at the time but uh i, I just it, it, my memories of different scenes and stuff like that have faded so i'm curious to see uh your your experience with it so i, I like that that's that's fun now, the Colombians are obviously getting high on coke because that's what they do, right? Right. They're, <laughs> I mean, in a 90s action movie, that's what they do. Yeah, definitely. They're, <laughs> they're arming themselves in a building uh, when the Predator finally decides to drop in. Yeah. And um, he takes care of his business. And Harrigan and his team start moving up to kind of find out what's going on because they hear all sorts of gunfire. They know this gang has, like, you know, made their way back into the building. And uh, Harrigan 
chases one of the drug dealers up onto the roof and kills him and then mm-hmm. sees the camouflaged predator for a second. Yeah. Which was kind of neat. A, it's actually a really cool it's a really cool bit of acting from Danny Glover because he really looks he's aiming his gun at something, but he doesn't quite know what he's trying to like focus his eyes on something, but he can't. Exactly. And I think it really comes through. It really looks like he can't quite tell what's there. And he's really trying to like adjust his, his eyes, trying to make them bigger, trying to make them smaller to see what he saw. Um, it's a, it's a great moment. I, I believe him hundred percent in that moment. Yeah, so to, Tim, to let you know what I'm thinking right now as the movie opens, um, I, I, this movie has laid out for me. There are two guys in this movie. There's the Predator and there's Harrigan. There's Danny Glover. He just, they were, the, the cops were losing in that situation. They were getting like pushed back, blown away. Danny Glover, Mike Harrigan shows up and just single-handedly takes over that battle and then you have, you know, the Predator dropping in. You don't see any of the fight, but you know he just wiped out that entire floor of uh, of the gang. And so I know right away, I'm like, okay, here's my two guys. Here's my one and my two. Cool. So we go back now to see the damage that the Predator has done to the gang members. And it is excellent carnage. There is blood everywhere. Chests have been excellent. blown open. And all that they can figure, all that the cops can figure, is that the Jamaicans did this because right. this is their MO, right? But if they did it, where did they go? How'd they get out? Yeah. And 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 they see that guy hanging, right? They see that guy hanging from the ceiling. And uh Danny Boy takes a little shot at uh at Harrigan and he he says, You couldn't lift he's 195 pounds. You couldn't lift him up there. Yeah. It's not even like, it's a weird way to say it because it's not even like, even you couldn't lift him up there because you're strong. He's just like, that guy's 195 pounds. You can't lift him. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> like, nobody oh, weird. could like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no human being could lift another human that high. Yeah. So you mentioned Danny. I've mentioned Danny as well, but we meet a couple of Harrigan's team members, Danny being one of them and Leona being the other. And like you said, Danny is looking around and he sees that person tied upside down. Yeah. And he also glimpses the camouflage predator here. Yes. And does the same thing you mentioned before. He does the little like, I think I see something, but I don't know what that is. And then, oh, it's gone. Oh, I didn't really see anything. Like They don't really pay it any attention. So uh, I do like that. And I do like that they did it twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really showing off the camouflage predator here. It's really cool. Totally. And like back in um back in predator the first movie we discussed how 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 like cool it was to see it in that movie um so now it's it's a couple years later they're more advanced in their technology they're really showing it off right now i will say though dean i did not think the camouflage effects in this movie were anywhere close to the camouflage in the first movie i thought the first movie was far superior okay i i could agree with you um on most of that except for one moment in the movie okay one moment i think it is it looks amazing okay well tell us when we get there yeah i will oh is it when he's walking through the puddle 
It is when he's walking yeah. through the puddle, Tim. Yeah, that's yeah. I agree with that. That is so cool. He, it, that looks so good and yeah. so cool. And I guess that's coming in and out of camouflage, but I think it is amazing how that looks for the '90s. Definitely agree. But I could agree with I could agree with you that the camouflage isn't really as good. It's got these weird lines in it where you can clearly see that he is there. Yeah. Um. So mm-hmm. I, I get that. I get that comment. Yeah. So, uh, Dean, guess who shows up? Uh, I don't, I don't know, Tim. The Fed. I do know. I've seen the movie. The Feds. The Feds show up, Dean. Oh, the Feds always fucking show up. I hate the Feds. I know. It's always bad when the Feds show up. Dean, nobody likes in movies when the Feds show up. Yeah. Right? Tim, can you cut out when I just said I hate the Feds? I feel like that's going to be flagged and I'm ah, going to be in trouble. It's fine. Oh, we're in um, Canada. They um, don't care about us. I'll, I'll, I'll put myself higher on the radar here for them than you right now. Any, whenever the Feds come, people are just like... Oh, the, the yeah. feds are, oh, fuck, the feds are here. Great. Like, just great. Fuck. Great. Oh, shit, the feds. It's always, it's, that's always the reaction, right? Oh, yeah. And they're always just huge assholes. I don't know why. I don't know why <laughs> that's always what it is. But nobody's, yeah. nobody's just like, oh, thank goodness the feds are here, right? Somebody totally. can take this off our hands. We don't have to worry about this anymore. It's always like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. great. And this, this federal agent is the federal agent from Die Hard. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. I'm just like, oh, this guy. Okay, I know this guy. <laughs> Wait. No, that's not what I'm thinking. I'm thinking one of the police captains at the beginning was the police captain from all the Lethal Weapon movies. Oh, cool. Cool, cool. Oh, I don't know the Die Hard one. I'm, that's, that's, I missed that one. He's the guy that shows up. He's the Fed that the, shows up on site. The pretty, the pretty boy Fed with the black hair? Uh... No, no, pretty boy fed. No, no, the guy who's got like a few speaking lines, not that one. He, okay, so you're 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 talking about like Adam Baldwin. He's, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a Fed. He's with Gary Busey. They're not the Feds. Uh, aren't they calling themselves the Feds? No, they're like the they're calling themselves like the uh they're calling themselves something else. They're not the FBI. Okay. Do the Feds even show up then? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Confused now. I think I've got, now I got to look through IMDb. Okay, I got to look through IMDb. <laughs> maybe um, I'm just calling Gary Busey's team the Feds. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. They're, no, 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 no. This, they're the Feds. They're called the Feds for sure. Because what? in a little bit, they go back to the police department, and um, Harrigan's talking to his like chief, and the chief's like the Feds are in charge now, and Gary Busey's there saying he's going to take over. Okay, okay. Then I'm wrong. Tim, I just watched this movie for the first time this week. That's fine. I just, if I had just gone on that feds rant, and then it turns out there there aren't actually any feds in the movie, that'd be extremely <laughs> embarrassing. So uh, I'm glad we can clear, oh, clear that Oh, you know what? What? You know what? I, the guy I'm thinking of is their captain. Okay. And he is the fed from Die Hard. Yes. So I thought he was a fed, but he's actually just the right. captain. He's Harrigan's captain, yeah. Oh, yes, okay. that's that's okay. my bad. Okay, Dean. Yeah. All right. I'm glad we got that. Really shit out. the bet on that one. It's okay. That was that was fun. I was really scared okay. for a second that I was blasting out some real terrible information for the listeners. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. You <sighs> sees the feds. Yes, you sees the feds. Now they start to give Harrigan a real hard time for going inside of that building with the Colombians because they had kind of said like, nobody's allowed in, don't go in. But uh, Harrigan and his team went in. Harrigan doesn't care. That guy doesn't give give two shits what the feds think. He's a hard, he's a hard nosed detective. 
He is a hard-nosed detective, right? So we're back at the uh, police department after, um, you know, Keys is there and uh, the captain is saying, you know, Keys is in charge, right? Like, look, yeah, look, yeah. look, look Harrigan, you've given him a bit of trouble so far, but Keys is in charge. Like, we're going to listen to what they say. And uh, Harrigan's just like very sarcastically like, yes, of course, I will do everything in my power yes. to do what the feds <laughs> say. Yeah. And uh, then then we get to meet Lambert, played by the great Bill Paxton. The great. And Lambert is a new transfer to Harrigan's team. So he's like, he requested the transfer. He wants to get into the war zone. He's kind of like this like yeah. wiry, like fucking fired up character who just wants to see actions. He's He plays yeah. such a great role in this movie. I mean, let's obviously, okay, let's like. Bill Paxton is one of my favorites. Like I, I love everything this guy does. Every role he's in is fantastic, but this is one of these roles that just really suits him like so, so well. And he does such a great job at it. Totally. He plays these super weird characters in like 80s and 90s action movies where he's this so over the top guy and it really works. I don't know what it is about him and his acting. Like he knows that he he knows that he's being that guy, right? Like he's being that that kind of annoying guy, that guy that's always, you know, talking and you just want to like shut him up. You just want him to do his job. He plays it so well. And then like later in his career, he really plays the straight man so well. Like just the guy who's just, you know, down the middle, I chase tornadoes or whatever. And like, I'm going to orbit the moon on like the Apollo shuttle. Like he's... He's so good at all that. So just seeing him start in these like in these 90s, 80s and 90s roles where he's like off the wall. It's so fun to watch. Yeah, I love him. He's, he's yeah. So... And this this is that character. Like for me, just keep telling those horrible jokes. The more horrible jokes he can throw out, the better it makes his character for me. For sure. So um, Keys has explained that what they're there for is to go after the Jamaicans. So that's that's their target. Yeah. Now, right after that, that that's their segue. That's the movie's segue, I guess, because we get to see the Jamaicans and what they do. Now they've right. come. They've come to the leader of the Colombians gang, his penthouse. Yeah. And he was Tim. He was busy. I I was about to say, Dean. He's quite busy having having the sex. He's having. He's, he's having the sex. He's, he's quite busy. He's having the sex at the time that they break in. But you know what? It's kind of it's kind of rude for them to break in at that moment. Yes, but do you know what? What? The Jamaicans don't care. Well, that it's very rude. Do you know why they don't care? Why? Because they want to do some ritualistic shit to him. Oh, fuck. And they do. They do it. Yeah. They hang him upside he, down. And he had such a better idea for an evening in his mind. Well, he was having the sex. <laughs> yeah, he was in the middle of a great evening. And they come in, burst through the door, and hang him upside down. Yeah, it got it got pretty bad for him. Yes, yeah, it got very bad. That's the, Talk about the highs and the lows. Yeah, exactly. Now, Dean, one of the Jamaicans says that they don't just want to kill him. They want to take his soul. Hmm. This actually sparked something in my uh, thought process. I wonder if there's maybe a deeper meaning to what the predator is actually doing. Like we we see it as the predator 
collecting skulls as trophies but what mm-hmm. if, what if there's more to that like what if collecting this trophy is their way of like taking someone's soul or something and feeling like being empowered by another soul um interesting just because... something like something i thought of because of like what they were doing they because they hung the guy upside down kind of did a similar thing um just made me wonder like what if there's something else there yeah, that that is actually interesting because in this entire movie, the predator kills a number of people, but he only makes a trophy out of one skull. That's true. That we see, yeah, yeah, and that he puts like on his display. So maybe there, yeah, maybe there is something to that where he actually puts the care into making that skull like something that he wants to show off. Right. Yeah, I just wondered. It's interesting. Something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Something for all those uh, dark horse um, writers who are listening to the podcast right now. Nice. Feel free to take that information and uh, do something with it. Yep. I can be contacted as a consultant. That's no problem. You could do the art, Tim. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> okay. No, I'll get There's <laughs> people far more suited for that than me. All right, fine. Uh, now, listen, they are starting to cut into this guy who's hanging upside down and the predator shows up now this is really cool because the predator has some weapons upgrades yes so we've seen him in camouflage but this is kind of where we're seeing him in the flesh for the first time yeah and he just unleashes all of these wicked weapons that the first predator did not have and just wipes the floor with these jamaicans yeah, I am actually really glad I didn't watch this as watch this as a kid because that net that he like squishes people with would have yeah. fucked me up. I would have been so afraid of that. Oh yeah, I didn't like squished like messed up faces and stuff. Right, the net just like pushes you up against the wall, and then the the and netting netting just starts you. cutting yeah. right through you. Yeah, oh, so it's cool. cubing you up, man. So cool. Oh. But that that was a good setup for later. Oh, totally. What? Oh man, don't even get me started on well, that. No, so don't. Great. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just yeah. the, the setup, but the setup. Don't worry, don't worry, setup. Tim. I've learned. I'm not. I'm not going to go into it. Okay. Don't worry. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, but now it's in my mind. <laughs> Me too. Now Harrigan and his team are quickly on the scene to see what's going on here, and they arrive, but they're told that the feds have ordered no one goes in. But do you know who doesn't care? Oh, I know who doesn't care. Yeah, we all know who doesn't care. Harrigan doesn't care. So they sneak in anyways. Now, Dean, I always loved this scene, this penthouse scene. And I don't even know what it is, but I think maybe it's like it's so creepy. Like there's bodies hanging. It's really like disgusting yeah. and, and and scary. And there's a lot of tension. Um, It's the creepy music. The, the team's like, kind yeah. of like just just showing up after the predators been there and killed these people like maybe the predator's still there we don't know it's like really tense i love i don't know what it is but i love i love 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 this penthouse scene i totally get it and i think something that adds to it is the like ceiling to floor windows that are on that one side because like when everybody walks in you see the bodies hanging but then you just like see the outside i think it would have less effect if that room felt closed off yeah but it feels very it feels like very very open because of those windows um i it's actually funny you asked me earlier if i had watched predator 2 yet and i just took a quick a quick picture of the screen of where i was at because i was currently watching it and it was just 
a picture of blood on the floor and you responded ah the penthouse <laughs> like how does he how does he know what part of the movie i'm at it's just blood on the floor exactly no 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 no, no. to the trained eye dean it was more than that okay, okay it was blood and an endless supply of bullet casings right right uh, sorry no i know i know how to sniff out a penthouse scene don't worry don't you worry totally totally man <laughs> that's hilarious yeah i remember that i knew it right away as soon as you sent it i was like oh he's at the you penthouse s- scene that yeah, looks you like sent it immediately that's the penthouse floor <laughs> yeah it is it is a great scene it is uh it's also the first time we get to actually see the predator killing, right? right? So we before the predator had wiped out a floor like that, but we never saw it, which I think is very cool for the movie because you know about the predator, so you're not going to keep him hidden for half the movie like you did in the other one, but you got to keep something, right? You got to keep him hidden a bit. So they don't show the opening scene of him killing anybody. And then this is his time to shine. And he just wipes everybody out with his like, yeah, like you said, his cool weapons. Yeah. Exactly. So Harrigan and the team walk in and they see the Jamaicans who have been Jamaica'd. Uh, they're, they're all hanging upside down themselves. Right, because that's their thing. Joke's on them. I, I guess, yeah. I guess the joke. If it was a I joke, guess I guess it's on yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a joke in here somewhere, it's on them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's no jo- no joke here. Not, I'm not sure not there's funny. a joke there, Tim. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the I don't know what the punchline is. I don't get it. If it's a joke, I don't get it. All right, we'll move on then. Okay. <laughs> uh, now Keys and his team bust into the room a few minutes later, and Keys is pissed off. Right, Tim. One one of my favorite parts. Oh, he gives it he, to Harrigan. He he is he, that he unleashes on Harrigan. Yes. He gives it to Harrigan. First of all, he walks up to Harrigan and he says, can I have a private moment with you? They take two steps to the left and then he <laughs> yells at him. <laughs> Everybody in the room can hear what he's saying. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, I mean, at, at this point in the movie, I'm um, I'm making note of actually how like really good the acting is. Uh, I yeah. feel like all of the actors and actresses have really bought into their characters. Like they're all delivering really good performance for like what they're being asked to do here. Well, I mean, like Danny Glover is great a actor. Like he is the the cream of the crop for sure. He always brings it. Yeah, same with um, Paxton, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Now, Harrington sends Lambert to track the Feds. He wants to get a little bit of intel of his own while Danny heads back to the crime scene later that night because he saw one of the Predator's projectiles stuck in a vent and he wants wants to grab it. Yeah. So we kind of go later that night back with Danny. Now, again, Dean, it's this this whole penthouse scene that we're back to like almost like two scenes later. We're back at the penthouse and I love it. It's like the yeah. police tapes everywhere. Danny's sneaking in. He's not supposed to be there. It's very creepy. It's a murder scene. Um, there's like great anticipation as Danny's like sneaking around, is making his way up into the venting to get this projectile. And I'm on the edge of my seat. And at this point, we're getting hints of the original score coming back into this movie, which cool. is really, really cool. I'm like, I'm, it's I a really cool, appreciate yeah. that. 
it's a cool spot to put it in because like you said up until now it's like there's been no tension it's just been action like just been action to action scene and this is the first time where you feel maybe they dip into the horror a bit because it's one guy sneaking around a room and you know that predator is somewhere in there and this is the first time in the movie where i actually felt oh i get it i get that this is could also be a horror movie Mm, yeah good point i like that um unfortunately dean we lose danny boy here um and that's yeah. exact that's exactly what the predator calls him yeah is this the first time he uses the voice uh yes this, like I, in this in this yeah, movie i believe so yeah i think so so harrigan called danny danny boy and the predator has picked up on that so this is um again similar to the first one we've got the predator like learning the language and and uh, learning the enemy, right? Like learning how they um how they work and how they you know what what makes them tick. Yeah, that that first one we thought it was very very eerie at the end when he does the laugh because the most scary thing is that he knows how to use the laugh, so he's really learning. Right. He's really learning how we work, like how we talk and how we interact with each other. So he knows the time to use the laugh, and I thought that this movie was a good upgrade on that. He kind of always knows the right thing to say at the right time. He's picking up, he's picking up those things to say, and then he always uses it appropriately. And I usually love it when he uses it in this movie. He also takes it to another level, which we'll get to in a little bit, but true. He does. He definitely does. Yeah. So I'm also noticing the movie starting to develop this hatred between keys and Harrigan. Right, like Har- yeah. Harrigan feels Harrigan now feels like Danny's death is somehow on Keys because mm-hmm. um, Keys is hiding something. Right, he's not he's not giving full disclosure, and that got Danny killed. And Keys is feeling like Harrigan is interfering with this like giant plan that he has, and uh, it could possibly screw everything up. So they have a really interesting dynamic going on. Like, did, did you yeah, did it- you were you feeling that when you were seeing this? I was because it's very interesting because like Harrigan is doing um, completely opposite of the things he's supposed to be doing. Like he sends Danny in there behind everybody's back, but then he gets pissed off at Keys for not telling him everything. So he's basically saying like, well, yeah, I disobeyed your order, but if you would have told me what was going on, I wouldn't have sent my man in there. Like, I know you told me like, stay away, but whatever i sent my man in there because you didn't tell me that we are dealing with something else so i thought it's very interesting like nobody's right here like he should like danny glover uh, harrigan should have all the information um if he's going to be part of the mission he should have the information because he might do stuff like that but on the other on the flip side keys told him to stay away from there and he didn't do it so it, it is very interesting yeah. yeah i find myself on harrigan's side because like he's, uh, yeah you know he's the protagonist of the movie, but right. Um, but it, it, but I do feel like it's I do feel like it's a little even there of like who's right and who's wrong. But information is power in this in this um, yeah like situation. So if you're going to share the information with Hannigan, if you're going to share the information with Harrigan, I just called him Hannigan. Um, I had uh I, in my notes I had Hannigan written for the majority of my notes (laughs) and then when i went back to like read things over i realized his name was harrigan and i had to do a find and replace to get like tim harrigan placed over where i had hannigan so that is amazing because i watch a lot of friends and paul rudd's character in friends is called mike hannigan 
So I am having a really hard time calling him Mike Harrigan as oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say Hannigan every time. I, I don't know if you see, but I have a screen to my right that only says the name Mike Hannigan on it. No so that every time I have to say his name, I look to the screen and say Harrigan. <laughs> That's great. I didn't think I'd screwed up because I already corrected my notes. But yeah, I'm calling him uh, I'm calling him by the wrong name. I'm calling here. him Hannigan. <laughs> His name is is uh, is his ha- Harrigan. It's Harrigan. It's, it's Harrigan. Harrigan. Got it. Harrigan. Harrigan. Okay. Now Harrigan wants to meet up with King Willie, who's the leader of the Jamaicans, because Harrigan feels like they both have the same problem that someone else is killing both of their men. Right. Now we get to see Keys and his team at this point. A little bit of behind the curtain. And they're in some sort of a trailer, and they've got all this like wicked high tech equipment, right? Yeah, this this is really interesting. You you don't really get to know what's going on, but you get to watch them. Yeah, we don't know what they're up to, yeah. but we know that they are clearly on another level than Harrigan is. Like they they, oh, they yeah. are clearly got something going on. Um, and you kind of realize like yeah these feds are they're the ones running the show like they're not really answering to anybody they are actually in charge um whether you want to believe it or not so harrigan gets picked up by king willie's guys and right at this moment dean for like three seconds we get the most epic shot in the movie and it's of the predator standing on a ledge with the city in the background and he's just like roaring or something. And it was the coolest shot in the entire movie. And I just wish the movie had way more of that, but for some reason it didn't. I don't know why like they just did it and for such a short amount of time, but it was yeah. it was the best thing in the movie for me. It was, Tim, it was this is so, so crazy so epic. That, that that stood out for me too. Just watching that, there exactly that same thing happened to me where they just showed that shot of him and the city in the background i was like wow this looks great like i can't wait for what's coming up next like i can't wait to see more of this for some reason that shot just looks so good and i don't know why i the predator looks super good in that shot yeah and i'm not sure he like he's got to have the same like like costume on the whole time right Mm -hmm. so i i don't understand why that shot looks good maybe it's just lit really well but yeah. I agree that shot is amazing. It was great. So we uh meet up with King Willie now and damn dude, I love King Willie. He's cool. I love King Willie. I I always like this character. Like every, from yeah. the first time I saw it, every time I I watch it, um I really like this character. I wish we could have seen more of him. Um yeah. because like th- he, this dude knows what's up. He knows I- about the predator. He he knows That's what's exactly going on. it. He knows what's up. Like and he he talks like in a way that uh, Harrigan uh, doesn't understand. But yeah, yeah. I love when he's just like, yeah, like, I don't know the exact line. Maybe I've written down there, but he's like, you can't, you can't kill what's already dead or something. And he's like, makes sense, man. There's no stopping what can be stopped. No killing can be killed. Exactly. And then, then, then Harrigan's like, what the fuck? And he just like picks up and leaves. <laughs> he's like, that didn't make any sense. This was a waste yeah. of time. <laughs> he's like, there's no stopping what can't be stopped. He's like, well, obviously, like, give me some information I don't yeah, right, know. <laughs> right, exactly. You're speaking in riddles, old man. <laughs> yeah. But uh, unfortunately, right after that, yeah, Willie gets dealt with. Uh, the predator comes towards him in his camo. And this is the the moment we're talking about where he's stomping yeah. through the puddles and it just looks so crazy. It's so cool. And it's it's such a good setup where 
he comes down into the puddles and you don't get that sort of dumb um like camouflagey but you can still see it effect um you actually just get water popping up like like you're like he's stepping in you're it. at ground level and all you can see yeah. is his feet and his like his uh calves so you're only getting a piece of his, like his leg yeah but even before that all you see when he first hits is just the water spray up and then you see like what he oh, would take right. as like one he, step yeah. like you he jumped water down. spray up again yeah he jumped down and then water yeah and then water spray up again, and then you get the close-up on his feet, and it's right. It's kind of malfunctioning. It's kind of going in and out of its um, camouflage. Yes. And it looks so good. It, it actually just, like, fits really well with the environment and the scene, and there's there's nothing wrong with this visual at all, and this is, like, back in the 90s. It looks great. Yeah. So King Willie is the skull that the Predator uh, mm-hmm. collected. Which which very is interesting because King Willie uh, seems like a very spiritual person, right? Yeah. Oh, so, very true. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Now, Harrigan is looking for some help from the police, the police like doctor, like the doctor that works for the police or something like that. I don't really. Yeah. I never really understood what her job was, but she lets them know that from some wood samples that she found at the penthouse. She knows the killer was recently at a slaughterhouse. Yeah, right. And Lambert tells Harrigan that's where he tracked and lost keys at. So um, what are you thinking at this point, Dean? Like the first time seeing it. Do you, do you have any thoughts about like keys getting kind of tracked and lost? And the fact that we just saw that like he's trailer full of technology. Was there anything there for yeah. you? So I, I don't try to too much, try to figure out like movies before they happen. I just kind of let them happen to me. So if I don't know enough, I'm just like, Oh, I don't know enough right now, but I did get a little bit of a feeling like, like because there was, because there was material from that slaughterhouse and that's kind of where keys was tracked to. I did feel like he has maybe, the pre- like tracked the predator and he's either set up right where the predator is or he's kind of letting him loose which doesn't really make mm. much sense yeah cool but i knew i i thought that he had like i definitely knew he knew way more and they have all this technology so i was wondering if they had him somehow caged mm. and then they let him loose like they brought him there um was what my, my that was kind of my first thought that's really interesting um neat yeah, that uh, I hadn't considered that. That's fun. That's why I like um, kind of having you see it for the first time because yeah, you bring like a at a that f- point I really ideas. I really yeah I really had no idea. That's that's just what I thought. I was like, oh, you know what? Keys is in on it, and he may have he may have even brought him here because he right. showed up immediately right after the predator did. And thinking about it, like that at this point in the movie, that actually could be a thing. So that's yeah, that, that's cool that that's something you uh, thought of. So we're at a scene here now at the graveyard. Um, Harrigan has gone to see Danny and we get this cool scene with a kid running around with a toy Uzi and he sees the predator. Yeah. But the predator doesn't attack him because the the gun isn't real, right? Like the kid's unarmed. So it doesn't do anything. And 
that's just like more of this character building for the predator like we know yeah. um you know we know the way that they are but even this um this more reckless like uh younger version of a predator still is not going to kill a kid who's not armed right like they're they're more right. honorable than that right well and it's an it is an extra layer because um we know that in the first predator um he didn't kill uh that woman because she wasn't armed she she never was holding any sort of weapon but the kid is holding something that looks like a weapon so it's another layer that it's like oh they they do know the predators can tell if it's real or not true good point so harrigan is at danny's grave and dean we get the same music from the original predator when mac is kind of mourning and having his drink for jesse ventura really yeah it's the exact same same music and it's a really really nice really nice touch fucking cool the uh predator leaves danny's necklace hanging from a tree here yeah for for harrigan to find which is really cool right because this we we this is um something we touched on before i said we were going to get to um but it's like this makes me think the predators have personalities Oh, right? for sure. And, and this one, his personality of like um, talking to people and screwing with people is uh, a lot more aggressive than the last predator, right? Like this yeah. guy's this guy's willing to fuck with you, right? He's got yeah. he's got he knows who he killed, and he's got his necklace, and he's hanging it in front of the alpha, saying like, totally. "Look, I'm killing your team. Look, here it yeah. is. Check it out, right?" And it's- I think you can even trace that all the way back to the first predator where. Arnie is like unarmed and the predator throws down his gun, takes off his mask and is like, let's fist fight this shit out. Like they do have personalities. They want to be the best, but they want to be the best on like even terms. And so he wants, he's like, yeah, I killed your, I killed your number two guy. And he wants to like throw that in his face. He doesn't need to go stab him in the back when he's at the grave. That's not the win. That's not him being the, the best. Right. He wants to actually beat him, but he also wants to mess with him before that. Yeah. Now, and when I'm saying personalities that they have them, I think they have individual personalities as well. Like not totally. just like yeah. there's a um, a collective personality, but like, you know, they're all different. They're all, you know. Very true. Have, yeah, very have true. their own way of doing things. And this guy yeah. is like, um, this guy's a little bit wild. This one in this movie, he's, he's a wild man. He went to LA. Totally. It's like I went, he went yeah. to the middle of like the war zone totally. to get his trophy, right? There's a concrete jungle, man. Yeah, the other guy went to the jungle where there's just like a yeah. few guys to take care of. This guy goes to the middle of LA where there's gang gang fights and all sorts of shit going on. Yeah, and he's like, where's the biggest threat? Mm. I'm going to take you all out and figure that out for myself. Now we get to another favorite scene of mine, and that's in the subway with uh, Lambert and Leona. And they're taking down um, like this petty, petty gang who's like causing some shit on the subway. When once again the predator drops in, and this was a really intense scene because like the yeah. li- the lights get knocked out, um, but the the scene's getting kind of lit by like gunfire because people are shooting yeah. and you can't really tell what's going on. And uh, Lambert and Leona are trying to get the the people out of there, and their predators in there are killing people. It's uh, it's intense, but it's really fun too. It's a really fun scene. And totally, go ahead. This I was just going to say this scene felt for me the most like the most Verhoeveny of of the whole movie when like the gang comes up to 
um, someone just sitting on the sitting on the subway and like pulls a knife on him, and then the guy on the subway pulls a gun on him. Then all sort of the gang members pull a gun on that guy, and then everybody else on the whole subway pulls out a gun. It's like everybody's armed, and this definitely felt very like you know Paul Verhoeven. Everybody's armed. Violence is like super intense. Um, I definitely got that feeling here. True, that was very Verhoeven. Absolutely. Yeah. Now the predator. He gets to have quite a few hero moments in this movie because a lot of the people that he's killing are gang members, right? I so, mean, he he is just against guns. All he's doing is taking gangs out so far, and like the he's odd taking cop. out everyone who who owns a gun or who pulls a gun. That's right. So uh, yeah, he, he's, he's just trying to clean up the streets of L.A. He's just about gun control. That's it. Give the guy a fucking break, man. Yeah, give him a break. Uh. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately though, we lose Lambert here. <sighs> oh man. You know what? I feel like if he didn't throw the golf ball, he would have been fine. What do you mean by that? He ran out, he shot, he shot the predator. He ran out of bullets. He had no gun and he was just pinned up against the back wall. And I feel like if he just like sunk down and maybe just went into the fetal position, predator maybe would have let him live. No, no, no Dean. Cause he, because he filled him with bullets, he yeah. let him live. <clears throat> oh, yeah, he already shot at him. That's fair. No, he's done. That golf ball is pretty good, though. That golf ball throw is pretty nice. You got to keep trying, right? You fight till you're done. <laughs> yeah. Don't, <laughs> yeah, don't stop you fight fighting till you're done. Don't stop fighting everybody. Yeah, it's too bad that we lose. We lose uh, Lambert. Yeah, that's sad. But um, now I'm super worried for Leona because she's like left alone. Uh, even though she's such a badass, like we haven't talked much yeah. about her. She's so good in this movie, like. She's great. Her like she delivers the lines like just fucking money. It's it's wonderful. I love her voice. I love her intensity. Um, they do a lot of fun things with her. Yeah, They're- she is like a crucial member of the team. And there's a good moment right after um, Danny Boy dies where um, Harrigan kind of wants to do it on his own and fight on his own. And Leona and Lambert um, kind of convince him that they should do it as a team. And it's a really good team moment for all of them. And then they all decide to kind of go out and, you know, avenge Danny boy all, all together. Um, right. But then this happened, then, then this happens next. And you get, you know, Jerry Lambert um, meeting his death. There's another really good moment where uh, Lambert is at the police station for the first time, just kind of like showing up to, you know, meet everybody. And he's, uh, I don't know if he's like really hitting on Leona as much as just like telling stories. But at one point she grabs him by the balls as hard as she can. And I can't remember what she says, but then uh, a couple scenes later, they kind of interact again. And she says, how are your balls doing? Yeah. Yeah. uh, And he says, yeah, they're fine. How are yours? (laughs) Right. It's really like funny, (laughs) really funny moment between the two of them. They have good um, banter. Yeah, they, they really do. Yeah. Uh, now, um, Leona, I mean, she, dude, she completely, tell me that I'm wrong here. She completely reminds me of Vasquez from Aliens. Yeah. Like, v- like very much the same character. Like that could have been, they could have been interchanged in these movies and it would have been totally, totally yeah. fine. She's a total badass. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going to plug, uh, one of our, um, uh, network, uh, podcast friends here, podcasting after dark, because they do an interview with Vasquez from Aliens. Uh, it's a really great episode, and that's available in their feed right now. Uh, it might, I think it's uh, still available for free. It might uh, get behind a paywall at some point, but even if it does, pay those pay those dudes a few bucks. It's worth it. 
really great interview. But yeah, anyways, the predator spares her when he comes up to her at this point because yeah. he scans her and sees that she has uh, like uh, a child, like she's pregnant. Yeah. That's a, so Tim, a stand-up moment for the Predator. So, Tim, why? 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 What does he do here? Is he just like, um, that baby is unarmed? Or is he like, that woman has a child, I'm not killing that woman? I don't know. Uh, uh, dude, to be honest with you, I always thought this was lame. Yeah. I, I just, like, I honestly, I always thought that he should have just killed her because it makes more yeah. sense that he would. Uh, you know, it doesn't make sense that I guess, I guess what they're saying is, yeah, she, like there's a unarmed child inside of her, so he's not going to kill her. But yeah. that's like kind of the one moment in the movie that didn't fit for me. And it never, never has. Yeah. It never will. I just like, yeah, I think you got to just do the deed to her there. I'm with you. This is the one moment where I'm like, what are you trying to do here? Like this is, this is an action movie. We've just decided that like throughout the whole thing, it's totally fine if you just make this a uh, dumb action movie, it doesn't have to be too smart. What are you doing with this moment? Why do you, are you letting her live because she's pregnant? Like that just, it seemed a little too, a little too out of left field for me where other things I just let slide. This one kind of stuck out. Yeah. I'm with you. Just kill her. What are you doing with this baby in her stomach? Mo like, is this supposed to be a predator moment? Like I won't kill a pregnant woman or is it supposed to be like, programming in him where he's just like oh well not programming but like training in him where he's just like don't kill anyone who's unarmed and that baby inside her is unarmed i don't know i just don't like it i mean i, th I think it's that humanity moment for the predator where he's not going to kill an unarmed person he's there to hunt a trophy he's there to hunt alphas but we already get that like we already got the moment where he didn't kill the kid who had a machine gun a toy machine exactly gun. we don't need you to like reiterate that now he's having another human moment like it becomes too much yeah two one human moment for the predator i'm okay with two of them is too much i don't believe that i don't want that she had a gun yeah like she, she was had a gun. holding a gun in that moment so yeah you know uh, erase that part where he sees the baby in her stomach and just just do it yeah so harrigan shows up in the subway he starts heading um kind of away from where all the action is to where the predator kind of ran off and uh unfortunately we see the predator ripping lambert's spine out oh my fuck dude can you leave bill paxton alone already like shit he rips leave we him see alone. him rip his head off and his spine out we don't need that not for lambert leave him alone so the predator is above ground now out of the subway and Harrigan is in hot pursuit. Now, this is a great moment, Dean, because Harrigan wasn't saying it, but dude, I could just feel him saying, gonna have me some fun, gonna have me some fun as he's chasing the Predator. It's like that same <laughs> parallel moment, right? With Mac in the first one where he's chasing down the Predator. Totally. Like, yeah. you don't, you're, nobody's chasing down the Predator in these movies until these moments. Like Mac is the first one to chase him down. And Harrigan is now the first one to chase down the Predator, right? Yeah. I really he, I really I, liked it. I totally feel that. He's got that energy. He's got that energy where he's like totally into doing this right now. He sees like the Predator rip out uh, rip out uh, Lambert's head and spine. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck, like, man, it's come on. on. And it's he's on, like, dude. all right, it is fucking on. I'm coming after you. Yeah. Now, this is a neat thing that I noticed. Um, and actually, you made a comment 
earlier about how this has already come into play that I actually didn't pick up on, but the predator is in full camo mode here and he's like leaping on buildings and trying to get away. And he either bumps into or gets too close to a neon sign and his camouflage gets damaged and compromised and he actually comes out of camo mode. And you were mentioning before when he was walking through the water, like there's something going on with his camo, like whether it was the water or the drop that he took did some sort of damage. I thought that was kind of neat, like that they would throw something like that in there. Totally. Now, um, Harrigan's driving through the streets and looking up at the rooftops, like trying to follow the predators, the predators cruising from roof to roof and the the, the feds smash into him. Yeah, they T-bone him. (laughs) They T-bone him. You know what? You know what, Dean? The feds have had enough. They've had enough of Harrigan. I guess so. But no. No, wait. You know what? That's wrong. They trust him. Oh. They bring him into the fold. Oh, they probably shouldn't have smashed him with their truck. Ah, they needed to stop him from driving. But Dean, the feds are cool. They're actually cool. They are cool. They they want to bring him in. They need his help. Now, what we learn here is that these feds are actually hot on the tail of the predator. Yeah. And what we're dealing with is a case of technology versus technology here, which I always like in these predator movies, right? Yeah. Because I I feel like the predator is this formidable foe because of its technology. So now we're caught up to speed with the feds and they also have epic technology. So we're going to get a fair fight here. Yeah, and they know, they seem to know about the Predator's technology, which is also cool. Right. They explain to Harrigan that this is an alien they're dealing with. Tim, Tim. Yes? It's a fucking alien. Okay, is that what they say? Yeah, that's that's Gary Busey's that's Gary Busey's <laughs> line. When, when Harrigan isn't quite getting it, he spells it out for him. Perfect, perfect. Um... They let Harrigan know that the Predator is on Safari. But you know what, Dean? So is Keys. Oh. So it's level. Level playing field. Yo. Cool. Now, Keys has tracked the Predator to a slaughterhouse that it frequents, which they foreshadowed. And they know it visits this place often. So their plan, right. their plan is to fill the room with liquid nitrogen so the predator can't see them. Now, at this point, the visuals are so damn cool. Um, how did this... Yeah, this held up well for you when you saw it? Oh, totally, totally, yeah. It's the... The liquid nitrogen is actually to um, coat the predator it's so, so that they can see him. It's also so the predator can't see them. Well, yeah. Well, very, no, that that is true, but they also have these... The, they also have these outfits. Oh, yeah, they're in spacesuits. They're in like, yeah, they're kind of, kind of space suits so that he can't see their heat signature. Right. Okay. And then the li- liquid nitrogen is to um, coat him so that they can see him even if he's in camouflage. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and, and just to uh, go back just a few seconds, um, the predator is on safari and Mike Harrigan is the lion he's trying to catch. That's what Keys has picked up. He's picked up that this predator oh. is targeting Mike Harrigan, which is why the predator is always around him, and which is why the predator is taking out his lieutenants. Which is like I think that, which is why Keys is now brought him into the fold. He's going to use him. 
Exactly, because he uh, knows that he is the one that the Predator's after. And it's all because of that first scene, that opening scene, where where Harrigan takes full control of that situation that was out of control. And the Predator watches it and says, this is the guy. Right. This is the guy that I got to get. Nice. I never picked up on that. That makes so yeah. much, so much sense. Love it. Love the fresh yeah, but perspective. Like the, but going to this scene, great. I love this. I love the whole, like you said, the concept of technology versus technology. I'm so pumped. I'm on the side. I'm like, keys. Yes, my man. I knew you weren't horrible, even though I thought you were horrible the whole movie. He's got a great plan. He's like, yeah, we're going to we're going to camouflage ourselves. We're going to go in there. We're going to get him. I'm like, great. This is sweet. What? How much time is left in the movie? We're catching the predator right yeah, here. I'm, I'm fully on board and buying into it. One hundred percent. Yeah. But unfortunately, the predator knows something is up. Yeah, unfortunately, we're only an hour into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're further than that, but something's something's different this time at the slaughterhouse. Yeah, and the predator starts to switch its viewing spectrum a bunch of times, which is super cool. Looking for Damn, a different one of, frequency. One of my favorite moments. Yeah, switching how he views everything. Yeah, I like. We don't know this, right? We well, just, we, do, we, we saw just know- predator one. We saw it. A little bit of it. A when bit. did he do it? Okay, when did he do it? Yeah, he he does it. I don't remember exactly where, but he does switch it a few times. Okay, he oh, switches when, uh, what he sees. Yeah, when uh, when Arnold is covered in mud and he can't see Arnold, he switches okay. the spectrum he a switches few times. Modes. A few okay. times. Th- this guy does it like more than double. Um, yeah. But then lands on, he can see their flashlights shining. Love so it. So he can't see them, but he sees where their source of light is. So he knows to attack that. It's so neat. <sighs> so good. I loved this moment. This this makes it even better. As soon as he lands on that frequency and sees their flashlights, it I don't know if you picked up on this. It grunts, now you will die. That's what it says? Yes, it says, now you will die. I heard the predator grunt, but I didn't get what it was. I was like, what did he say there? Yeah, so, so good. So good, dude. And, and eerie. This guy, this this predator has picked up on how to talk. Definitely. Um, now, at this point, we get a real interesting aliens vibe here with Hannigan because he's in the trailer watching this all unfold when he notices that the predator is actually onto them. And, yeah. and and figures out what's going on. But the person in charge of the trailer just freezes and can't really execute on his job. The, totally. the same way as Ripley is in that uh, that car with that dumbass uh, Gorman lieutenant. He, the Predator like sneak attacks them and starts killing them all. And all chaos breaks loose just like aliens. Yeah, this is parallel. Really interesting parallel there. Totally, yeah. Now... I guess the sprinkler system in the slaughterhouse gets uh, right. ignited and um, yeah. uh, turned on. And um, I guess the predator's camouflage had been active again, but is now deactive- deactivated again because of the water. And Harrigan is hot on its ass and yeah. he shotguns the shit out of it. He really does. He really just loads that predator up with bullets. Yeah, there's green blood everywhere. I mean, the thing the thing looks dead. It looks like the movie's done. The thing's lying dead on the ground. But no, like we should know by now that's not enough to kill a predator. I really didn't think it was enough, but another nice throwback here uh, where you need to release the 
um, the air from the helmet before he can take it off because Harrigan tried to take it off, but it was stuck and they released the air. Cool. Now, Harrigan says, after taking the mask off, he says, you're one ugly mother. And the predator grabs him and says, motherfucker. Yeah. Now, that was super interesting. And it made me wonder how this predator knew to say that. Uh, I had thought, you know, a few different things about what could be occurring there. Uh, But uh, upon a little investigation... It turns out in the novelization of this movie, it's explained the Predator's helmet transmits all of the gathered intelligence back to the ship. And in the original Predator, the ship autopiloted back to its home planet. So they okay. those Predators would have just downloaded that information that it had gathered and known okay. all of the stuff that had previously happened. So th- okay. that's how it knew all about this. So interesting. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was really interesting that not only does the Predator just record what people say and play it at the right time, but that he can also speak the English words. Like, he can also learn those words to speak and know the time to say them. And he knows when to use them, which is cool. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting. It's, it's another sort of eerie, if you if you just accept that, you know, this Predator is learning and was able to say the right thing at the right time. It's another sort of eerie thing where it's like, Oh man, he can even speak what we're saying. He is a quick learner. Yeah, definitely. So Gary Busey is back. We, we thought he might be dead, but he's back. Oh yeah. He got like destroyed by uh like rocket. Yeah. But he's, but he is back. He's back with liquid nitrogen. Yeah. That's not enough. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> the predator Pulls out some new cool weapons here. He, oh, fuck he's yes. got the di- this weapon. He's got the disc of death. Oh, the disc of death. I love this weapon. That's so cool. He throws the disc and it cuts through like five or six frozen cow corpses yes. and then cuts keys clean in half. And this was weird, but the top half of keys never actually fell to the floor. Just a bunch oh. of like blood from his inside fell. But his upper his upper body never actually landed. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't know what went true. wrong there. Yeah, but. I don't know. I love that though. I love that keys like you think he's been blown up. I mean, you feel like he took a rocket right to the face, but you think he's done. He comes back to slightly save the day yeah. and then gets cut in half immediately. Yeah, immediately, yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, I think he's dead now. I just saw all his blood on the floor. Now for sure he's dead. <laughs> yeah, he's for sure dead now. Now, the Predator is still pretty messed up from those shotgun blasts, um, and it actually, at this point, tries to self-destruct on the side of a building. Uh, it's like holding on to Harrigan, um, try, trying to like pull Harrigan off the building, Yeah, but it can't pull Harrigan down, and then it just starts doing its thing where it's going to self-destruct. But Harrigan has the disc of death, and he uses it to cut the arm right off the Predator, and the Predator right. just like falls down towards the street. Now, I love this because this is more of like the Predator's technology being used against it and the playing field gets leveled, right? Yeah. We get a great scene where the Predator breaks through some apartment buildings. He's just like smashing through walls and yes. people are watching him. Tim, this is the best part of the movie, I think. Yeah, the, uh, the Predator, he goes to a bathroom and he uses a combination of drywall and broken mirror and some neon blue liquid to like fix his wounds. 
I fucking love it, Tim. He's just like, he goes in the bathroom, breaks the mirror, okay, a broken piece of mirror. He grabs drywall, okay, throw that in, got drywall. Got his little vial of blue shit, and he's doing his his vial of blue shit, and he's making his, like, little, uh, his, his little chemistry <laughs> experiment going on. And then he puts that blue shit on his wound, and it heals it up. Yeah. The best part, though, is the movie gets kind of, fun and funny at this point which is weird now that it's just now it's just harrigan and the predator it gets a little funny harrigan starts climbing down a pole and he looks into the into the window and he sees the predator doing this like fucking this motherfucker's doing like chemistry 101 and he's like ah shit (laughs) and it's so good yeah i mean all harrigan can think of is like he's just trying to hold on for his dear life right to that pole he doesn't even know if he's gonna get off that pole alive and he sees the predator if the predator turned around he could just kill harrigan right there totally and and the predator's just doing like some he's got like some bunsen burner going over his like uh all his all his chemicals in there he's making some sort of some sort of thing to heal him up and he's just looking at that and he's like oh man not this yeah I loved that part. I thought it was so good. Yeah. And so we're kind of getting into the area here where to a lesser extent, it's similar to the first movie, but we've had the um, initial part of the movie where the predator is fighting a team of people. And now, now we're into that area where it's just the predator versus the alpha who he's going after. And we get like this whole kind of like chase and hunt down and how they kind of like fight each other back and forth. So very true. Um, Just like the moment right after that, where the predator actually heals himself he's in someone's apartment he's in someone's bathroom and he just breaks through the wall and there's a woman there that sees him break through and he leaves yeah and then just right after that harrigan comes through the window and he comes through the bathroom door and he says to the woman like don't don't worry i'm a police officer and she's like i don't think he gives a shit about that (laughs) i love that moment it's a great great response from that woman yeah it's a really good one that's a fun part um, so the predator is taken off. Harrigan still hot on the predator's tail, and he ends up sliding down an elevator shaft, following it. And he gets to the bottom, and there's a hole in the bottom, and Harrigan just drops through it. Yeah, I guess this is one other part in the movie where I just kind of cringe a bit because, like, come on, man, there's no way. You're just gonna drop into a dark hole like that and just hope for the best. Like hope that you're gonna land. Like yeah, with enough. Tim, he does. He does it twice. The first time is when he actually lets go of that elevator cable. You can't see the bottom. Yeah, and he lets go of that elevator cable, and you can hear him scream as he's dropping for so long. He's dropping so long, and then he catches himself in the hole. Right. So, yeah. But also like. Who fucking cares, man? This I know. He's awesome. I guess it's fine. It's I'll let it go. It's it's fun, but I mean, you just you, fucking... you could have done that a different way, you know? Put, yeah. Put a, totally. How about a how about a staircase? He goes down a staircase. No. Tim, totally, you could have done it a different way. It feels like okay, you know what? We just did the funny scene in the apartment. Let's get him into the ship now. Yeah. We don't have enough time. I mean, the movie's only like an hour forty. I feel like they had enough time for him to just go down a staircase or something. It's fine though. So, anyways, yeah. Um, it works out because Harrigan lands right on top of a Predator ship. Perfect. And in my opinion, Dean, this is where the movie goes from good to great. Yeah. It's a dude. It's a Predator ship. We we have not seen a Predator ship up close, and he lands on it, and now he's going inside of it. It's yeah. so neat. 
So basically the predator has lost for the most part. He's like, he's run back to his ship trying to survive. Yeah. Uh, Harrigan walks in. He sees that trophy wall with all those skulls that the predator has yes. already collected. And there's an alien skull there. Yes. So crazy. Cool. It's awesome. so fucking I love rad, that. man. Love that alien skull there. There's like a T-Rex skull there. Yeah. The Predator's just wiping out everybody that we love and cover in movies. Um, yeah. I love this part. I love that we start in the streets of LA and our last scene is in a Predator spaceship. It's so, it, it's just such a switch in tones in this movie. And I really like it. I really like how we start in just an action movie and then we slowly transition into this sort of sci-fi movie. Mm, yeah, definitely. So uh, from the foreshadowing before, Harrigan's walking around and the Predator shoots that net on him. And oh, yeah. pins him up against the wall and the net starts cutting to his skin. But Harrigan's got the disc of death and cuts through the net. And then I love that. And yeah, it's great. It's great. And then uh him and uh Harrigan and the Predator get into a fight, and Harrigan kills the Predator with the disc. Yeah, see at this point I'm like, oh shit, man, like that this predator is gonna destroy Harrigan. And then after a few moments of the fight, I'm like, oh yeah, the predator only has one arm. The other arm is already cut off. And he's been shot a bunch too. Like he's... he's been shot a bunch. He has one arm. And so like you can really tell in the fight because he's just like really swatting with just one arm. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, he actually looks horrible. There's not much he can do with just with just this one arm because like Har- Harrigan's just like dodging this one big swipe that he has. And then he ends up getting him with uh, with the disc of death in the chest. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, dude, a bunch of predators materialize yeah that's so cool and uh they go and they take the remains of the other predator and they basically just like leave with the ship yeah but but like before they eh? well just gonna say before you get to that part yeah when they all come out and they all surround glover um harrigan and he says all right who's next (laughs) great that's a great part that's exactly what his character is his character is so john mcclain for me in this movie where he's just like he's really good at his job but he also is like really annoyed by everything he has to do yeah like he's just like oh fuck this again like why do i gotta do this again so he just killed this monster and then he's surrounded by like 10 of them and he's like ah all right who's next who's the next one i gotta kill yeah totally good point before they leave one of the predators tosses harrigan an old pistol from 1715 with yeah. the name Raphael Adelini on it. Now, this is very cool because there's actually content out there about this. Oh, cool. Yeah. So back in 1996, there was a comic called Predator 1718, which is part of an anthology book from Dark Horse Comics. Uh, that anthology book was called A Decade of Dark Horse. And there's this story of this Raphael Adelini and his crew members mutiny against him for some gold. And with the help of a predator, they kill his men. And then Adelini and a predator are about to engage in a final battle when one of the surviving crew shoots Adelini in the back. And mm. with Adelini like dying, he offers this gun to the predator as a trophy, saying, take it. And, okay. and the predator accepts. 
And that's exactly what the predator here says to Harrigan. He says, take it, which is the same communication. Like it's, it's like the repeating of words that they've learned from a previous engagement, right? Right. Uh, so he says, take it to uh, Harrigan, yeah. which is super so, neat. Very neat. What do you think this gesture means? Oh, it means like you're the you're the champion type thing. Yes. Like respect. Yes, I feel I feel that exact same way. It's like I came we like we came to Earth in 17 whatever the year was. What was it? 1716? Uh 1715. 7 We came here in 1715, we won and I got this pistol. We came here this year, 1997, you won and here's the pistol back. It's it's I feel like it's him saying Earth is yours now. You know, we'll come back and fight for it later, but today you won. And I think that's really cool. I think that's really cool for like like you say it like is really Predator cool. Predator's characters just to be like you beat the one guy we sent out. We sent out our champion to take over like or to to win, to get his trophy on Earth. You won today. So here's the pistol. You get the pistol back cuz you own Earth now. Yeah, they're respectable, right? Like we yeah. we mentioned at the very beginning, they're not just like this mindless like uh no. alien species who just comes and murders and all that. Like they have an agenda. They're very calculated and they're honorable, right? It's very interesting. They play by rules. Yeah. Whereas like I love the alien universe, but xenomorphs are just like insane. Like they just do whatever. They just they just murder. Yeah. And predators have like a code of conduct. Yeah, so I just love the way it ends with all these predators like just knowing that there's this many predators could be traveling together on a ship and like they've totally doing these things and uh and like why they only sent one out right like they only sent one out it wasn't like they're they were all out there or do you think they were all out there no no it's like the right it's like the rite of passage right it's like the hunt it's totally the hunt so yeah it's like we go to this planet and it's your turn your turn yeah. to take you find the alpha male you defeat him and you come back like 10 of them could easily kill danny glover but what's the honor totally there, right it's like this one that. one is set yeah. loose and it's his job to capture the trophy um yes. and the thing is the thing is dean that i'm just realizing is he got his trophy he got king willie right true but danny glover was hot on his ass the whole time and he couldn't get away from danny glover he yeah. didn't want anything to do with danny glover king willie was what he was there for that's that's actually really true because they mention Willie before um, in the penthouse. Um, they mention that Willie is like, you know, the baddest ass there is. Like everybody's afraid of this guy. Everybody in L.A. is afraid of him. He leads everything. So maybe that's what the Predator went there for. He went there for Willie. But then Harrigan is the one who got in the way and won. He won that battle. Yeah. And they got engaged with the wrong guy. So fucking good, man. Now, um... We know that Stan Winston was the creator of the Predator suit in the first one and in this one. And I think he, yeah. he made two different Predator suits for the movie. But because of this last scene that only lasts for like a minute and a half with all these Predators, he had to make an additional nine Predator suits just for that. Wow. So wow. they were dedicated to that ending. That's good. I like it. I like that ending. Oh, I love it. Now, the Predator ship takes off. And Harrington needs a fucking beer, dude. Yeah, man. He just comes out of that tunnel like he's just covered in like he looks ash like he's or fucking comatose or something. Oh man, he just needs a cold one. Yeah, the silver helicopter shows up again, and that uh, dickwad Fed comes out, oh, and, he's, totally. and he's all pissed off. He's like, "Damn it, we came so close!" And Harrigan says, 
don't worry, asshole. You'll get another chance. I love it. And then we get the original Predator score to see us out. Perfect. Love awesome. it. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome movie. Um, it's a great movie. That's what you need to do with the sequel. Just pick up the Predator and throw him in a different movie. Throw yeah. him in a 80s slash 90s action movie. Yeah, just have fun with it. Yeah. Okay, Dean, let's get to what if. Okay, let's do it. Now, um, this kind of plays with what you're just saying, but what if going back to this, the, these, the six ideas that the, the, the brothers had for the story, what if the predator had gone to the wild West? What does that look like? I mean, I, I yeah. feel like it sounds terrible. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's going to do way worse than this movie did. And this movie did not do well. Right. Throwing the Predator in the Wild West, I think, is too jarring. It's too much like, well, what is this? I don't understand. I think now I would really appreciate that because that's what I like about the Predator. I like this first kind of perfect movie they made about what the Predator does. And now all I want to see is him just picked up and plopped into other movies. I want to see him, like we talked about before, I want to see him show up on another planet. I want to see him show up on Pandora. <laughs> in the next avatar movie and just kill everybody on there i want to see him in this 80s action movie i want to see him in the wild west this is what i want out of the series him just in these random genres of movies mm -hmm. i want that too now i had a bit of time to think about this so initially i just thought um yeah, what if he was in the wild west that would be fucking terrible but then i thought about it and i thought well how could you make that good and this is what i came up with and i think it might actually work for like a wild west movie the way you might be able to pull it off is if while the predator is coming down to the planet, his ship is possibly damaged in the landing and he's compromised. And these people from the West steal his technology and he's kind of stripped of all that makes him powerful. And his journey is going back and fighting these people who have his technology, maybe slowly like one by one getting uh, more and more pieces of his power back uh, maybe culminating with someone who's got like his most powerful weapon weaponry or something like that right but, yeah but just like yeah. um instead of a predator going like with all his weapons you strip him down to a predator who has nothing trying to fight his way back to getting what he normally should have right because that is the problem about the wild west is that not everyone it can match up with him. Well, he's he's gonna wise. he's gonna wipe the shit out of anybody in the Wild West. Like, yeah. and he barely needs anything, right? He probably only needs his camouflage, and he can win. But if yeah. if you give like we've seen it in these movies, it's it's an ongoing theme. When the other people have the same technology, it's an even fight. So uh, yeah, it might... I I wonder I wonder if in the West they would have to get into more about like the predators' idea of winning. So like if in the Wild West, he has he feels like he needs to win like a quick draw or something in order to be the best or if he can just go down there and kill everybody. Well, he has to kill the alpha, right? So maybe the person he's going after is the person who has like the greatest piece of his technology or who's collected yeah. the most pieces, right? Or something like that. 
Yeah. But anyways. But like, yeah, like like in, in the original, how he had to beat Arnie, he decided like he will try to beat him hand to hand because that's what Arnie was doing. Does he go to the Wild West and he's like, let's just do a draw. Oh, dude, like I have to no. beat this guy on quick draw. Please no, please no. I know that would be so wanna, weird. I don't want to see that. that. That would be actually horrible. Uh, no, that'd be awful. That, that's that's not what I. That, that, that would not so work. I'm I'm actually a little bit against the Wild West just because they're so they're so behind on the technology. Right. Yeah. I don't think it, that's why I'm saying no, they would have to yeah. they would have to get his technology right. for it to work. Yeah. Otherwise, it's I not going to work. Yeah, I want him plucked and put into other movies, but not. They got to be smarter about it if they're going to go that far in the past. Right. Can you imagine a predator just pacing out 10 steps and then turning no. around and quick draw with a cowboy hat on? <laughs> no. It's horrible. No. All right. Well, on that note, oh, Dean, man. thank you for joining us this week. Yeah. Was it fun? We promised fun. Did we deliver? I don't know. I hope so. I actually don't know. I, I, don't I had know. fun. I had fun too. I hope the listeners had fun. Dean, cool. thank you. We'll, we'll see you next week. Yeah, man, you bet. And thanks everybody for listening. We'll catch you next time. What's up, guys and gals and everyone in between? This is Tess from Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast, the place where a fun gal like me dives into the world of comic books one adventure at a time. Join me every Wednesday as I review a new comic book topic with a fun guest. I don't know if you know this, but comic books rule, dude. That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod, or by email at TalkBackPod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. All right, that's it. We're done.